Hey everybody, it's Captain Jeff. Just want to get a little uh, disclaimer out of the way. Um, this episode labeled The Last of the Turtle Hunters could be a little offensive to some people. Years ago, we're talking 35 years ago, the Caribbeans would harvest sea turtles and eat them. If this type of content offends you, or you don't think you could handle any type of discussion about that, this episode's not for you. For everybody else that would like to hear The Last of the Turtle Hunters, Kind of interesting information about sea turtles in the uh, Bahamas years ago, back in the early 80s and late 70s. This is Captain Jeff, and I hope you enjoy. Eat local and be coastal at the Boatyard Restaurant. Located at 1515 Southeast 17th Street Causeway in Fort Lauderdale. Here, you'll feel part of the yachting tradition of South Florida as you experience the Boatyard's hooked table seafood eccentric menu with fresh catches listed by name of the fisherman who caught them. The Boatyard's open kitchen is also known for premium grilled cuts of meat and a menu that's sourced from local ingredients. Sit inside in modern nautical themed rooms or dockside and watch the boats cruise by as you enjoy lunch, dinner, and Sunday brunch. Monday through Friday, the locals know that the Boatyard's Happy Hour is the best place to gather for bar bites and handcrafted cocktails at great prices. And don't miss out on Ladies' Night every Thursday. Call ahead to book your reservation today at 954-525-7400. Clear the airways. The Lunker Dog is on the air. Are you ready? This is The Real Guy Podcast. Hey guys, this is Stephen Busaka. Welcome to The Real Guy Podcast. I got Jeff Maggio, The Lunker Dog, in the house with me today. What's up, Jeff? Busaka. You like how we kind of like reversed the roles there a little bit today? That's good. We changed it up a little bit. It sounded man. good, Busaka. I'm proud of you, Doug. Uh, listen, you taught me well, man. <laughs> what is that? What did you call it again? To be fortunate to be fortunate right it's fortunate to be fortunate exactly dude so i was just thinking i want to do i want to do another episode um in this bahamas series that we're doing okay you know so i mean think about it this way dude like you've done just about everything that there is that you can do in the bahamas you've done the bone fishing on the flats you've done the marlin tournaments offshore what's something but a lot of other people have done that too What's something that you've done in the Bahamas that's something that not many people can say that they've done? Is there anything in particular that sticks out to you? Hmm. Well, yeah. There's not only these freaking, and it's not politically correct what we actually used to do over there, but man, it was a hell of a lot of fun. And what's that? We used to go turtling. Turtling. So what's that? Like, we used to go turtling. Like, Years ago, when you when we first went to the Bahamas in the late seventies and early eighties, and you go to places like um, Green Turtle, Guanakee, um, it was not uncommon on the dock to see the fishermen come back in and have a half a dozen turtles dead. Oh, so it's like turtle hunting, basically. Right. The Bahamians would actually eat the turtles, and in the old days, all the restaurants. In the Bahamas, actually serve turtle. Really? Yeah. When we first went to the when we first went to the Bahamas, you could you know order turtle. There was only a couple restaurants to go to, but um, they all had turtle. They all had turtle before nippers was ever even around on Guanakee. 
there was a, a place that would um, that would serve um, turtle, and their whole theme was was based around feeding you turtle on the menu. So, so you so you've eaten turtle then? Eaten turtle? I've actually caught turtles, harvested turtles. So, what did it taste like, turtle? Tastes like chicken. <laughs> really? Now, so now, how now how let's say now I'm how did not, they? Now, now it doesn't <laughs> taste exactly like chicken. Doesn't it's tender, like, right? But it's white meat, and um, okay, you know, yeah, it's it's probably more like chicken than 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 what you know most people. Yeah, you know, definitely wasn't like more like fish. It was more like chicken. So now, how did they prepare it? Like, was it, was it like conch, where there was different ways that they prepared it? Yeah, they you know, of course, they fried it. They fried it. But let me tell you. Um, um, how we would catch them. Yeah. Because um, it was a lot of fun. And um, <laughs> and as kids, you know, the, the, we were all kids at the time. I was probably, you know, 12, 13, 14, 15 years old. My Bahamian friends um, were all around the same age. And uh, the two guys that I went turtling with most... Um, was Darren Lightborn and this other guy named Jook. And um, when I get into town, you know, we would do a lot of crawfishing. You mean lobstering? Yeah, and, <laughs> and turtling. And um, it, was, it was fun. We had a little 15-foot whaler. Okay. Right? One guy would drive, and the other guy would stand up on the front of the boat holding the rope. Because you kind of had to drive fast. The rope. So what was it almost like you were lassoing them? No, no, no. The rope was tied to the front of the boat, the cleat on the front of the boat. Okay. So you could stand up there while I was going 25 and making turns and stuff. Oh, so it's not so, like you're so, bone fishing so, where it's like you're pulling. No, 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 no. You're, you got the boat and you're in gear. Okay. Okay. And what you want to do is, is you, you roll out there where it's about three to six feet deep. Mm -hmm. And you go slow. And what will happen is the turtles will be sleeping on the bottom or doing whatever they're doing down there. And then you'll spook one of them, and they'll haul ass off mm -hmm. to one side of the boat or the other. And the guy on the front of the boat would point in which direction the turtle would take off. And then the driver would follow. So the guy on the, on the front would point, and then the driver would go wherever he And you would chase that turtle. Tire him out, right? You would chase him and chase him. And sometimes it would take five, six minutes of chase time. And then when the turtle would come up for a breath of air, the guy in the front of the boat would have, then have to jump on him, tackle him, <laughs> and then you turn him over in the water where they can't swim, and then you can throw him in the boat and then harvest the, the turtle. Wow. Yeah. And um, it was something that we looked forward to. We never thought anything really bad about it. And then, of course, you know, the, the turtle lovers – you know, put an end to all that, which is totally beyond me. You know, I'll be honest with you, Jeff. You're probably going to get mad at me for saying this, but, you know, I love sea turtles. I love sea so, turtles, too. You know, well, I mean, you love to eat them, but, like. <laughs> no, I mean, I love to see them in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I just, I, it, it, mind you, I, I hunted for years, too. You know, wild hogs and everything, but I think a turtle is the one thing. I don't know if I'd, if I'd, if I'd be able to do it. What the hell's the difference between hunting for a turtle or hunting for a deer? It's exactly the same. Uh, the turtle's kind of cute to me. And the deer isn't? They did a goddamn movie about Bambi. Yeah, I know, but the, the deer's not that cute to me. The turtle was cute. The turtle was cute. I think the, <laughs> not, 
Well, I think what's happened. To, I think what's happened to these. I'm not sure how these animals get on the cute list, but yeah, the turtles cute. Manatees are cute. There's a whole bunch of of marine life. Well, so-called cute animals, and if you haven't noticed that all the cute animals have a huge fundraising foundation behind them. Manatees, turtles. turtles. Do dolphins have one too? Probably. Whales. But, you know, but. And I don't, you know, I'm not sure how you, how they got on that list, but they did, and it has something to do with all the money behind them and and the species, and they brainwash people like you to think that the turtles are different than 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 like deer or hog or quail, and they're not. Well, the only difference is the amount, because when they lay like something like how many hundred eggs, and I think like only one makes it. The turtles. Yeah. There's like a really low ratio, right, so that all might right. be why. Let, all right, let's let's. I can't believe we're going to talk about this, but let's let's. All right, we'll talk about the turtles and how many of them there were, there are, and there is. Okay. Okay. At one point in time, there was a whole shitload of turtles. I don't know what the numbers were, but there was plenty. All through the Caribbean and all through most of the warm waters, and there was plenty of turtles. Commercial fishing started with these big nets and stuff. Same thing with the other fish. Before there was regulations on the way they fished, they used to kill a whole bunch of turtles. And the turtle hunters through the Caribbean were the ones that actually felt the brunt of it. And then the turtle lovers then went to work and passed all sorts of legislation and things that now... Have increased the turtle population, and they've done a phenomenal job. Mm -hmm. And they're off the endangered species list. I see them in Biscayne Bay every time we go out there. Okay, I've been going to the Bahamas my entire life, or basically for as long as I can remember. I never remember being in the Bahamas and not seeing turtles. Whether we were out marlin fishing in the ocean, where we saw these huge turtles, mostly loggerheads, but we saw green turtles, which hawksbill. Right, a whole bunch of different turtles, and there are some turtle species that are, you know, very rare and probably shouldn't be harvested, like the green turtle. And the leatherback. Right. But as far as your common turtle, the same ones we see here in the canals, the same ones that come on our beach, the same ones that are all through the Caribbean, never in my lifetime have I saw it where I felt like they were on the edge of extinction. Okay. All right. Um, I remember we're talking about the regular loggerhead turtle. We're not talking about some of the other ones that, you know, probably, you know, should be on the watch list. And now that, you know, you see the turtles, you know, flourishing. Dude, there's more turtles than I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. Now. And the turtle people have done a great job. But I think it's time for them to calm down a little bit. <laughs> or at least change direction a little bit. But the idea that um, people would actually get upset about the Caribbean's harvesting turtles to feed themselves. It's kind of retarded. It's kind of asinine to me. Really? Yeah. Why do you feel that way? Well, I mean, think about it. The Bahamians, for instance, all right? We'll talk about the Abaconians in the Bahamas, okay? Most of the land there is marshland. They can do a little tiny bit of farming, a little citrus, a little, you know, a little bit. But it's not like they have farmlands. It's not like they have natural resources. They have the ocean. They don't have cows. Right. They can't do cows and, 
you know they're they're out there they're on the islands so their ocean is their source so they use the ocean to feed themselves so they harvest those animals those turtles out of the ocean to feed themselves and you would think somebody would make it harder for the Bahamians to feed themselves so they can somewhat save or what they think you know save the turtle type philosophy okay save the turtles but starve the Bahamians you know what I mean you see where I'm going with that I do do see where you're going with it so you know that whole turtle thing you know I I I get it you know what I mean people don't want to see them being harvested just like we don't want to see chickens being harvested I get that the chicken doesn't bother me so much dude have you ever seen those places where they harvest chickens I, don't, I refuse to watch the video. Because it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, cause it's a little harsh. It is. And when you harvest anything like that, especially, you know, if you see 10 turtles or 10 chickens being harvested or whatever, it's not the most pleasant thing to see for a lot of people. Yeah. And I get that. Okay, so maybe the Bahamians shouldn't be cleaning them out in front of the resorts. <laughs> but to think that some liberal-minded foundation that thinks they're going to save the turtles would actually put pressure on the native Caribbeans? I don't know. Where do you draw the line? And I do see where you're coming from, though. Yeah. And, you know, because, I mean, some people are going to listen to the recording and be like, oh, my God, that's so harsh. But if you break it down... But it was different back then, though. A little. A little different back then. But it's not that different. Like, to this day, I'm sure there's plenty of... Bahamians still harvesting turtles to feed their families. Probably. They don't make it public. They understand that they have to jump through hoops a little bit now to uh, not make it, you know, it's obvious. Yeah. But they're still doing it. I don't think there's anything wrong with it. But a lot of people would be so pissed off. You know what I mean? And like, you know, really be offended by it. That I don't get. Especially now, since the foundations have done such a good job here in the States, as far as making sure there's plenty of beach for them to hatch on and not turning the lights on so they don't, so many of them don't run into the street. And they've done so many good things. And I think that the Turtle Foundations and the the people that are into saving the turtles, I think they've done such a good job now that they ought to actually kind of divert their efforts. To what? Well, like all that plastic that is on the beach. Yeah. That's laying right on the turtle nests that they have. How about the plastic bags? They always say is that turtle big problem is plastic bags. They think it's a jellyfish and they're going to eat that. Right. So I think, like I said, I think they ought to deter their efforts or change their efforts or change their focus on more things like that. The same areas that they have roped off on all the beaches from here to the Carolinas. And they have little areas for the turtles, you know, where they nest. And they don't want people stepping on them and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Those same exact areas, the plastic is, is just laying all over the place. You know what I mean? So maybe they should maybe start to work on the next phase of saving the turtles' environment. Saving the turtles that way as opposed to, you know, making it 
you harder know. on people like the Caribbean folks. Or, or, or right, or do, or do you act like harvesting a turtle to feed your family is something that's like a, something that's bad or like evil. A sin. Right, exactly. You know, because the I mean, I mean, the kids today they grow up and and you know they watch TV and go to public school and even private school and they're getting taught to think about certain animals that way. Yeah, that's asinine to me. <laughs> Hogwash, right? Yeah, it's just I don't. I do you know. I just <laughs> I see the other side of the coin. Well, hey, but see, but you're but it's but see, you're able to though, because you know, because you did it. You know, you see kind of what it can do for people and whatnot, and you said it was pretty tasty. Yeah, so who turtles, knows? Turtles are good eating. I mean, for who knows? Now, is it chewy though? No. So it's not like conch. No, nothing like conch. It's more like chicken. It's 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 meat. I mean, it's good. See, whenever I go to Bahamas. I've never gotten really anything but conch. So it's like I wouldn't know if I was like wondering if maybe that I ordered chicken, if maybe it actually was turtle. No. I wouldn't even know. No, you would know. Really? All right. And they wouldn't serve you the turtle. They'd keep that for themselves. They'd serve you the chicken. <laughs> it's that much of a delicacy over there, huh? Well, it's that much better than chicken. And then, you know, the chicken they get is freaking probably, you know, imported on some ship somewhere and frozen three times. Where the turtle they just got was harvested fresh off the freaking ocean. Well, which one do you like to eat, Busaka? Probably the turtle. <laughs> okay. And they deep fried it, right? Dude, they deep fry everything in the Bahamas. Damn. Except for the uh, the conch salad, though. That's not deep fried. Uh, but they do deep fry the conch, like yeah, three different do. ways. Crack conch, conch fritters, and then... Um, do they fry everything over? So what do you mean fry everything? What, well, what else do they fry over there? <laughs> Pretty much everything. They, they fry barracuda. I'll, t- I'll tell you something funny. The... Um, Every once in a while, we would go to uh, one of the Bahamian events. Like they, they were big into softball tournaments down there in Cooperstown. Mm-hmm. They got a place where they play softball tournaments. And then after the softball tournaments, they'll have music, and everybody will hang out, and they'll be drinking beers, and the radio station will be there. And people have the conch salad, the fritters like you're talking about. But one of the things that they eat at those festivals and stuff is fried barracuda. They lo- I've heard that they love barracuda they, down there. They though. do, and they they sell it um, at, at their events, you know, at their with their get-togethers and stuff. And there'll be one person over there, and they take the barracuda and they basically chop it in sections, and then they put the whole piece in the fryer, and then it comes out. It's almost like a meatloaf or whatever, but it's barracuda and it's fried and it's white. It's thick, right? It's huge, and you can get that. And it's a it's a common it's a common dish it's a you know Bahamian dish they love barracuda yeah they call they use it called Bahamian wahoo well like <laughs> right, like exactly and it's funny that they say that because we'll come in from fishing tournaments you know marlin tournaments yeah and you catch some mahi as bycatch maybe some blackfin tuna or a wahoo or some big barracudas you get these huge barracudas out in the ocean there when you're marlin fishing and we'll often just throw the barracuda right in the cooler with the other bycatch. And then when you get to back, you know, to the marinas and stuff, and you, there's usually a Bahamian there that'll clean the fish, and you give him some fish, and he cleans all the fish, or there's just you know the dock hands and stuff that are around the marina that you know you're more than happy to give you know some of the fish to, because you killed so much of it, and you open up the cooler, and if you let them pick, they'll reach in there and they'll grab a barracuda over a mahi or a tuna or a wahoo. Now, did you think it was actually good though, barracuda? It's it's phenomenal. Really? It's very good eating. I'm not sure where the hell I'm not sure where the hell um it came from that barracudas aren't good eating. I do understand, you know, 
They the, stink, but yeah, they smell funky. But uh, and the cicatera um, poisoning, right? Which is that poisoning you can get from barracuda. But um, I've I've actually never met anybody that got cicatera from a barracuda. I actually uh, I used to work with somebody whose dad almost died from it. From eating a barracuda or from cicatera? He ate a barracuda because. I know lots of people, or not lots of people, but I've heard, I actually only met a couple of people that have ever got sick of terror, but I've heard that uh, a yellowfin grouper, lots of people have gotten sick of terror from a yellowfin grouper. And grouper's my favorite fish, so that's right. very depressing to hear. And I know other groupers you can get sick of terror from. Like which ones? Like the Goliath? You I think? think all of them can carry it. But really? the yellowfin, for whatever reason, they eat the uh, certain fish that... Um, whatever accelerates the bacteria or whatever it is that makes you sick. But I don't know. People think the barracuda aren't good eating and I've eaten barracuda on multiple occasions. And, um, I got a feeling that probably in the restaurants, people don't know it, but they've eaten barracuda on multiple occasions too. See, this is not, so you're talking about, you know, a lot of people don't think that barracuda are good eating, you know, kind of like how people probably wouldn't think the turtles are good eating. So now I want to go back to this turtle hunt because now I'm actually a little bit more intrigued in this turtle hunt kind of more than I thought that I would be. Dude, it was like fun. Well, I mean, so like, so I got some questions. So like, were you guys, when you guys would go out there turtle hunting, was it ever like a comp, were there other people that you ran into that were trying to get the same turtle as you? Where it was like a competition to see who could get it faster? No. You know what I mean? No, no, no. It was that, no, that never happened with turtle hunting. So like, so hold on a second. So were there like, would you see other people out there turtle hunting though? No. In all the years um, that I went over there, um, I've seen guys when I've been traveling through the Bahamas, you know, turtling or crawfishing. It could be the one and the same, you know. When they're crawfishing and when they're, and they're turtling, it could be one in the same trip. You stand up in front of the skiff and you're looking in the water for either structure for the lobsters Lobster. to hang out on. Or a turtle will take off and they'll go after the turtle. Now, I've seen that. But when we were out there turtling between Treasure Key and Marsh Harbor in the 80s, early 80s, um, never did I see somebody else out there turtling. But it was not uncommon to go two or three days crawfishing. Or being on any type of the Bay Area and not see anybody else fishing. You might see a sailboat go by or something. But you really didn't see a lot of people back there in, you know, in the 80s. There wasn't a lot of people hanging out. And um, no, never saw anybody else competing for turtle area. <laughs> so, like, so what's the biggest turtle you guys ever got? We got some pretty good size ones. I mean, not like I, – I watched off no – harvest a turtle one time out in the ocean this thing was ginormous i'm telling you this turtle was <laughs> i mean i was a kid but i mean this this turtle was huge like one of the biggest turtles you could ever imagine seeing out in the middle of the ocean so when you guys went out there now did you when you guys got the turtles would you would you measure them in pounds or inches dude <laughs> you measured <laughs> That's a retarded question. What do you think this is? Think we got the forty-inch turtle club? The forty-inch turtle club. No, no. Turtle guys. No. But when I but when I now got that giant turtle, that was totally different. We were out in the middle of the ocean, and you know. So that was deeper water. Yeah, blue deep water, and there's huge turtles down there swimming, and friggin' Othnell jumps in the water, and swims down there, and I'm not 
I mean, maybe the turtle wasn't afraid of him or whatever, but he got that son of a bitch. Turned it upside down, basically hogtied it, and brought it to the boat. And um, that was a, the biggest turtle I've ever seen harvested. And I really wasn't part of that. I was just on the boat and watched Othnell do it. And the old Bahamian dude. Yep. But as far as running around as kids and stuff, um, I don't know, maybe a 40 or 50 pound turtle, which would be about as big around as your arms could go, you know, was probably the biggest one we ever, you know, harvested. What's the most that you guys ever got in one trip? Uh, we, would ne- we would never get multiples. We'd get one. Oh, it wasn't like where you would get like a bunch of them in one trip? No, no. I mean, like one turtle was, you know, it was a lot. It wasn't like you needed to get three or four turtles, and we weren't doing it for restaurants or anything like that. Just every once in a while, we would go turtling. Um, you know, we would crawfish a lot. Like I, my brother and the Bahamians, um, you know, crawfishing was something normally put on the masks, and, you know, everybody could do it. you bring the family and all that. But when we were turtling, it was more like, the you know, a, two, a twosome type thing. You know, like you and your best buddy. And then it was mostly me and Darren. Um, and we'd run around there and, and harvest the turtles, but no, we never like, you know, got multiples or whatever. Who was better at turtling though? You or Darren? Uh, duh. <laughs> Darren, <laughs> well, that duck could be anything. <laughs> right. Darren taught, I mean, Darren, Darren one explained to me how it was done then taught me how to do it. And then even at that point, I mean, you know, like Darren did the harvesting and stuff, you know, we would take turns driving the boat. You know, I was kind of better at driving the boat. Yeah, then he was, and then uh, he was a little bit more radical driving the boat, like he was a nut. So you know, but it was you know, it was something that it was something that you know was was normal, you know, at that time. And to think that that was the last of the turtle hunting, kind of weird. You guys were the OG. Well, I mean, not necessarily the OGs of turtle hunting because oh, they were doing turtle oh, hell hunting no. before that but you guys were kind of the last of the turtle hunters basically well i mean it just be- it, it 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 became out of favor mm-hmm. and um the bahamians knew it you know they knew that it that it was offending the tourists and um now i think all the turtle harvesting is just deep undercover do you think that that the bahamians are still a little do you think that it bothers them to this day that they can't harvest turtles anymore? Or do you think that maybe they've kind of gotten to where it's like it just doesn't really phase them anymore? Well, I don't think it, it really phases them. You know, most of the most of the Bahamian neighborhoods, you know, are out of the beaten path where the regular tourist isn't going to be there anyway. Yeah. And, um, but I'm sure there's a side. I know there's a side to the, to the Bahamians. They're, you know, it's got to be irritating. Especially if they see it go by. And well, it's kind of like, think about it like here, like the snowbirds here, right? Like we don't, you know, hate the snowbirds. But the snowbirds are the reason we have so much traffic, and we hate the traffic. Yeah. So, we, you know, we're just, so there's a little disdain on your opinion of whether or not you like the snowbirds being here, and it's because of the traffic. And similar to, you know, the tourists being in the Bahamas. One of the things that I'm sure that bothers the piss out of them is that, you know, that whole turtle thing and having to jump through hoops and and uh, do things that's not natural for them because of the tourists or because of American ideologies. Yeah, I'm sure that bothers them. Wouldn't it bother you? Probably. Yeah. Especially if that was my livelihood. Oh, when the old when the old when the old uh, Italians came over from the old country. <laughs> you know what I mean? 
I'm sure there was a lot that bothered them, you know, because they were used to, you know, the way the old Italians were. Yeah. Yeah. Some of them didn't want to let those ideologies go. My grandfather being one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and it's the same thing. Same thing with the Bahamians. That's awesome. You know, I always say if we if we we got to get Darren in here one day. Darren Lightborn. Yeah, and hear kind of his elaborations on these stories. Well, I think um, I think at the end of this this fundraising for Darren and his 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 construction company. <coughs> I think that, um, you know, we go visit Darren at the end when everything finally calms down. and Well, when there's some sort of process of rebuilding over there and there's not so much um, stress on the Bahamian people where, you know, they're, they're ready for us to be with them. Yeah. I mean, think about the trauma that, that, that those people, you know, ha- have gone through and, and, and that was like two to three days of it too, just nonstop. But like it doesn't. The trauma didn't end there. The no. storm was was enough trauma in the storm, but to have to live in the conditions that those people are still living in now. That's that's a lot of trauma. That's not easy to live through, and I'm sure there's going to be um, some sort of you know. What do they call it? PS- PTSD. Yeah. You know, like, it's going to happen, be, you know, because of it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure it's taken, you know, not only a physical toll, but also an emotional, emotional and mental toll. mental toll, exactly. I mean, a lot of people lost their families, you know? They lost, they lost loved ones. They lost all their possessions, you know? They're basically having to start over from scratch. So it's, it's you know, we've talked about it before. It's going to be a little while, but... I do think that'd be a cool idea when everything kind of calms down. We go over there and see them and bang out a podcast over there. Yeah, and let's hope it's a happy one. Yeah, for sure. And maybe, hey, and maybe uh, when we go out there, maybe you guys can take me out to not actually hunt them, but some of your old turtle hunting grounds out there to kind of see. Dude, I, and you will, and we, I mean, there's, like I said, there's more turtles now than ever before than I can ever remember. So I don't think we would have to go very far. Probably be able to see turtles standing on the marina docks. They're going to have their heads up and everything. So, like, the whole idea of going to have to find one, I don't think it's going to be that hard. But I'm sure you're going to get the picture. Hell, yeah. You know, when I take you over there. and um, We'll do that, man. Yeah. Yeah. No, so that's great. No, I, listen, I'm, I got to tell you, I'm, in, I'm really enjoying these, these Bahamas Stories episodes. Um, if you guys like these, you know, let us know. You know, email Jeff, Jeff at LunkerDog.com, um, or let me know. Just DM me on Instagram, Stephen Busaka. On Instagram is the easiest way to get a hold of me. Give us some feedback. If you haven't subscribed yet, uh, go ahead and subscribe, and uh, give us a five-star rating, too. So I'm Stephen Busaka. Thanks for listening. Jeff, thanks for being here. And run that dog. Run that dog, Steve.